This is the Blue Cloud Podcast, empowering the entrepreneurial lifestyle with insights on the leading trends in the mobile and digital landscape, turning ideas to empires. Hello, everybody. This is Carter Thomas. I hope you are doing great. Uh, welcoming you currently in the big island of Hawaii, doing a little work, shooting some videos for the upcoming emoji course, which I'm very excited about. And you'll be hearing plenty more about in the coming weeks. So stay tuned to that. I have a really special guest today, speaking of emojis. And I want you all to meet Evan Delaney, who I was fortunate enough to meet last year, I guess last April, May, at the uh, Blue Cloud Hawaii event in, in the North Shore of Turtle Bay. And Evan and I hit it off right from the start. We both have a very similar interests and pasts from uh, college and swimming and just our overall mindset and how we look at the world. So it's been great getting to know Evan and hearing and seeing his story unfold over the last, gosh, I don't know, eight, nine months now. Now, what you're going to hear today is you're going to hear a lot more about Evan and hear about his background, but he spent the past, I believe, six or seven years building apps for larger clients. Sometimes they're corporate clients, sometimes they're startup clients that have a lot of funding, but people come to him and his company and they will hire him to build a very custom specific mobile solution that he would then deliver to them, right? Now, this is a, this is a often apps and mobile all gets packaged together from, you know, in the greater scheme of things. But what Evan's done is, is more of a B2B, right? He, he provides a service and a product to a one or two clients a month. And he has not built a lot of consumer-facing products. In fact, that the emoji stuff is, is one of his first real tests into this world. And he took a lot of what we've been teaching at Blue Cloud. He took a lot of information he got from live events and he made it happen. I mean, he put in the work, he put, pushed through it, and it's incredible. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear the success story because he was a developer. He's an engineer by trade. He had a big mental shift last year. He hit the gas and he made something really, really special happen. And now it's going to unlock all these new doors in the emoji category. So I'll let Evan explain it better than I can. Uh, I'm really, really happy to introduce Evan to you guys. So please enjoy my conversation with Evan Delaney. Learn, implement, succeed. The Blue Cloud Podcast with Carter Thomas. Evan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is great. This is, uh, I was actually, when I was walking to work today, I was trying, I think in the, when we first met, I think it was in Hawaii. Is that right? Like last, yep. whatever. Yeah. May at uh, at the Hawaii event, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you came to that event kind of just on a whim or on a like a loose recommendation from somebody of like, okay, I'll go check this out and, and just see what happens. Is is that fair to say? Uh, it wasn't even a, a recommendation. It was it, it was more of a uh, hey, this this marketing email just hit my inbox. Uh, Hawaii is like a, a hell of an option. Um, it's my five year wedding anniversary. So like, like if, if everything goes terribly, like I can bring my wife along and, and we can kind of like recover from this. But, you know, I, I had seen, uh, you and Chad on the app empire stuff. And so I was like, yeah, you know, like this Carter guy, like he seems like he's got his stuff together. Like I'm, uh, let's, let's see where this goes. And so I went and I was like, you know, like th the lead up to the event was, um, you know, like 
you know, what can you do for other people? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not like a, you know, an app, like, you know, badass kind of thing. Like, what can I do for all these other people? And I got there and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, this is my community. Like, these are my people. Like, you know, these are entrepreneurs that like are, are excited about apps, not engineers that are like, oh, what's the, what's the nerdiest thing that I can do in an app kind of thing. It's so true. It's, it's amazing what happens when people from the, you know, non-app world come into the app community expecting all these coder types to be like, oh, you know, what's the, what's the hottest new language I should be writing this in? And, well, and then they realize that it's, it's just regular people that are trying to make really great businesses and help each other, help everyone else try to make really cool businesses. And um, it was funny too, because the, the more we chatted at that event, it was more that you and I seem to have so much crossover in our you know, pre-app Definitely. lives of college and yeah. swimming and all that, which was, it's always cool to see how you know, the paths diverge uh, throughout the life. With uh, so backing, like starting with that, uh, not to get too deep into it, but I'm always really interested in how people got to where they are after college. What got you from college to running uh, a large web development shop and becoming the emoji king of the app store? Yeah. So uh, after college, uh, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, so I moved back home with mom and dad, and um, they did not appreciate that. Uh, neither did I. And so I spent a, I spent a couple of years wandering in the woods trying to figure out uh, what it was that I wanted to be. And I, I just happened to take like a crappy job at the Apple retail store. Um, you know, just because I was you know interested in computers, I'd been interested in computers forever. You know, and I just I just needed some cash. You know, like I, I didn't have any rent to pay, but I wanted to you know go out and drink with my buddies or whatever. So I did that for uh, two two and a half years, and I, I understood immediately that I was not interested and not cut out to work for some ginormous company where I was just another cog in the machine. Um, especially given that like you get a, you get fed a bunch of like oh like you could advance your career and all that kind of stuff, and I was like I don't, don't want to advance my career like. I want to. I want to do the thing that I want to do, and so um, I eventually got to the spot where I realized that you know any idiot can run his own his own business, and I also had the realization that I'm any idiot. So like those two things seem to line up pretty well, and uh, I I, uh, I started a, a mobile agency uh, in 2010, um, and was like you know okay I'm gonna I'm gonna build apps. Uh, I, I had been fortunate enough to be a, um, a computer science minor in college, and so I picked up a program book and started programming you know as soon as you tell people like oh I'm, I'm, I'm making apps or whatever like you know business just kept going and kept going and kept going word of mouth um, and so that's that's kind of how we got to where we were is is uh, my team and myself all grew up as engineers and we all taught ourselves about you know how to be badass coders um, because all of us had a pretty solid customer service and client relationship standpoint um, we were able to deliver on some of the stuff that we were selling hmm. when you in 2010, when that agency started, was it was it the apps that brought you in, or was there was it the demand for services that made apps that brought you in? So um, I was looking for a business, right? I was looking to go do my own thing, and I bought my wife one of those original iPads, or she was my girlfriend at the time, so I bought her one of those iPads just kind of on a whim. Um, you know, everybody was talking about like, oh, it's just a giant iPad or just a giant iPod touch. Like it doesn't do anything. And um, my wife was like, no, this is the best computer I've ever owned. Like this thing doesn't crash. The, the software for it is perfect. 
And so that's when I was like, no, 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 like that's the computer of the future. Like that's like what you see in Star Trek. I want to build software for that. Um, and so that's when I sat down and like really put pen to paper and was like, okay, how do I make this work? How do I, you know, how do I grind out, you know, like what's the fastest way for me to start making money on this? And, and, and the fastest way for me was uh, tap into my network and start building apps for other people. Got it. Yeah. So it was almost like, uh, like sh- selling the shovels before the, the entire gold rush was happening, which is uh, a great position to be in on, for, in on both levels. Yeah. And so during that time, did you have any apps of your own, like just straight B2C digital products in your own portfolio? Um, we didn't. Uh, we we were building apps for other people and we were trying to find out, you know, where our service, you know, kind of fit in with everybody else and what everybody else was doing. So, you know, we would build an app for a, a startup. We would build an app for an established company. We would build an app for a very large company just to, just to see what it was like working with all these different things. And, you know, fortunately for seven years, we've had enough uh, business and enough work that like we've been swamped. I mean, we've just been like totally over our head. Um, mostly because it's a little bit of a feast or famine, you know, where when you're a consultant, when you're an agency, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll take all the work that I can get because uh, you don't know when that's going to dry up. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's, uh, I mean, that's, I, I think anyone out there who's done contract type work can appreciate that, mm-hmm. that idea of, um, you know, just say yes type of, type of mentality. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, it's always easy to later on say like, oh, you know, say no and scale, you know, be <laughs> deliberate. And you're like, you don't yeah, get it. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Um, all right. And so 2010, got, the, got the, the agency. And that agency is still, thri- you know, growing, thriving, working. Yeah, absolutely. Whole yeah, absolutely. Cool. And, and so that, over that time period, we had seen we, the, we had seen other companies launch apps and then either go well or fall flat. Right. And so... Uh, a lot of a lot of the companies that we worked with, where their apps didn't do well, they didn't have an established business, right? And so that really scared me and the rest of my team from saying like, oh, like you know, the companies that are, that, that we're building apps for, when they put their app out, they don't have an audience to put their app in front of right away. Like they they have to one build the app and also generate the audience. And the companies where we put the app out and it gets, you know, a million sessions in the, in the first month, they already had an audience, right? They already had people that were, you know, a business that was clamoring for some sort of mobile product. Mm-hmm. And so for, for my team and I, we, we kind of got a little cynical about it. We kind of got a little like, oh, well, you know, like you already have to have a business. Like you can't possibly just break into the app store under this like, you know, newcomer thing. Like either you're established or you're not, want, want, like, you know, it's, it, it's just, you know, crap, 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 and the app store is declining and everything like that. I see. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, I distinctly remember being in a presentation with this developer that I... This database guy that I ended up becoming friends with and going to a few Metallica concerts with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and we walked into a, a sports marketing agency and we're pitching them on creating an app for Red Bull and I, I just I remember so vividly uh, putting a slide up on the on the presentation and said the app store has like it, it's crushing it. It's got twenty five thousand apps. You know you, you're going to miss the the wave. And, <laughs> and and it was so funny because they said the same thing to me. They're like, well, you know, Red Bull might be interested in this, but you know, we got to do we got to get the audience ready. And you know, these apps can't can't grow on their own. And yeah. you know, looking back, I'm, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, you know, what a what an unbelievable fail on on all of our parts. But um, you know, lesson learned. And yeah, so for sure. With with that with that business model, at what point did you decide? Okay, I, I, I see the business here. I see that there's more than than the original thesis of company needs audience to make mobile app work. Um, yeah. At what point did you say, you know what, I think that there's an opportunity to build standalone products, both for yourself or for your, for your clients, uh, that could you could just put in the store and create viable uh, revenue streams from? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it was the divergence of two painful pieces, right? So painful piece number one was we had gotten fired from a ginormous contract. And so we were going to be short on revenue for the rest of the year. So that was painful. And then the other piece was uh, I had just had a kid. And so I did not have any sleep. And so I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I can't possibly pull like all nighters to get, uh, you know, this code written and also take care of, you know, this new pink little squirmy human, uh, you know, something's got to give here. Um, and like around that time is when, uh, you know, is, is uh, around that time is when App Empire 2 launched, when uh, Blue Cloud Hawaii launched. Um, and I just said, you know, these guys have something figured out that I don't know about, you know, like a new audience or, or, or about putting something out there and, you know, finding that audience. And, and you know, so I, I just started devouring the information um, around this notion of app store businesses and app store marketing, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at my business partner and I'm kind of like, hey, is this is this total BS or are we just like super jaded from the past, you know, seven years of being, uh, you know, grumpy engineers that, you know, j just have seen so many things fail and just have seen so many things like, you know, uh, you know, okay, kind of whatever. And so, you know, like both of us kind of had that, that, that moment where we said like, okay, even if it is BS, even if it is totally crappy, like e even if we're getting sold snake oil, like let's go all in. Right. Like if, if we're going to go down in flames, like if, if the if, if the consulting company isn't going to keep working, like if we're going to get fired by everyone, like it's been seven years, it's been fun. Uh, let, let's go out in style where we're trying to make money ourselves and that we're not, you know, that we don't have a bunch of clients or whatever kind of thing. And so we just had that mindset shift of like, all right, like no more dipping your toe in like it. The water is cold. We are jumping in like all the way. Let's go kind of thing. And, and I mean. It was scary. I mean, I, in Hawaii, I have never been more scared at a conference and, and felt less qualified than walking into that room and, and like, you know, signing my name and putting it on my chest and being like, yeah, I'm here to hopefully learn everything that I possibly can. <laughs> That's amazing, though. It's it's and it's a it's a testament to the fact that, you know, I think a lot of people get get stuck in a, a tunnel vision of, well, I'm doing this and. I've seen this work and I've seen this other thing not work. And because of my own experience, I, I now believe that there's no way that that could ever work because I've like, I believe it can, right? And being able to step out of your shell and look at it objectively and say, you know what, someone's doing it. Like someone's yeah. getting this right. Like there's, not, yeah. there, there's a reason why people are still talking about this. And yeah. why can't that be me if I just go in hit the gas and just, just go for it, right? Like, why not? It, it's, it's totally depressing, right? To see somebody else have a, a ton of success and then you'd be like, wait a minute, that guy is not smarter than me. That guy does not hustle harder than me. That guy, like, he doesn't have better contacts than me. Like, what is he doing that I'm not doing? You know, and, and then and you take, you know, kind of stock of yourself and you're like, oh, like, 
he's selling or, oh, he's marketing or, oh, like he believes in the process. Like even if it isn't working for him today, it will work for him tomorrow kind of thing. And it, it, it is. It's his mindset shift of like, that guy's not any better than me. But I need to I need to evaluate myself and figure out like what it is that I'm holding myself back with. Totally, totally, and yeah, I think that that's it's it's one of the defining characteristics of growth is being able to object like think about or you know see what's happening and audit that without even even in the face of people being like, hey, by the way, opportunity over here, and there's yeah. no 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 you know and. Uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 a pivotal moment for for anyone who's successful. They nine times out of ten have that moment when they're like, "I have to just go. I have to believe that it could happen to me." If yeah, and that's yeah. when it it starts to to really really take off. And so let's start. So let's go from there. So we you got back from Hawaii, and over the course of the next, I guess six months, a lot you know just absorbed all the information you could which got you to, um, I guess, what was like the fall when, when the first, like, well, I should say, when, when did the Summer. first, yeah, when did the first app come out after that event? Yes. So I, so I got back from Hawaii and I drove my team totally crazy, right? Because I was like, we're going to do this app and we're going to do this app. Oh, and we're going to crush it. And we're going to do this. And they were like, I mean, it was like whiplash, you know, like the engineers on the team, we were standing at the whiteboard every Monday, we had a whiteboarding session, you know, like how much do we think we would make and what's our monetization schedule? And like, you know, like everybody on my team has been writing code for like six years. Like, you know, like we're not thinking in business terms, we're thinking in, you know, code terms and everybody's pretty middle of the road. It was like, oh, I'll be excited if we do $10,000. I'll be excited if we, you know, have a, have a hundred installs, you know, like whatever kind of stuff. And um, like I said, I gave everybody whiplash. We're, we're doing this project, we're doing that project, we're doing whatever project. And the whole time I'm paying attention to the stuff in the Blue Cloud Facebook group. And um, this, this email comes across about an emoji template. And um, I was like, you know, like as far as like an engineering like cost, I bet I could take this template. I bet I could tweak the hell out of it uh, really quickly and – not have a ton of engineering uh, uh, costs involved in this thing and get something out there on the app store and prove to myself that, you know, and, and the rest of the team that we can get a hundred downloads, right? That we can get, you know, a thousand dollars or, you know, something like that, right? Like that this is a thing that, you know, so we're going to do that. We're, we're going to do emojis and, and like, it's just low hanging fruit from a tech standpoint. Hmm. Um, and so then it was like, okay, cool. Like you made up your mind on what the product is, like what's going in there. And I was just like, oh, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Like, Details. what do people want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what do, what do people that like emojis want? You know, I was like, oh, unicorns or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me think about this a smart way. Um, I, was a, I was a swimmer in high school and college. I know that that group of people are totally, you know, insane about being swimmers. Like, that is part of their identity 100%. Um, I mean, as you said, like when we were in Hawaii, like that was a thing that we bonded over was like, oh, like we were both swimmers kind of thing. Um, you know, 10 years later, 10 years after the fact kind of thing. And so I was like, all right, swimmers, we're doing swimmers. Like that's their identity. These people with that identity, they, they're going to want to send, you know, these emojis and these stickers and whatever. So like swimming, swimming, swimming. And my, the rest of my team is like, you know, again, like, what are you smoking? Like, we know nothing about swimmers. I'm like, I know everything about swimmers. Like, we will go. Like, let's, let's just do this. You know? And so like, everybody's just kind of like, all right, like whatever, whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, Alan, my, my business partner, he pulls me aside and he's like, um, 
how how are we going to market this thing? You know, like the big thing about App Empire, the big thing about Blue Cloud is marketing. Like, what's your marketing plan here? And I was like, oh God, I don't know. Uh, I will. I'll call my buddy who missed the 2008 Olympics, and I will see if he can call all of his buddies. And like, it'll be this like phone tree network of people calling each other. Uh, like, this is a really good scale market. Yeah, an MLM plan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so no, that, that that wasn't that wasn't the plan. Um, so I tried to get connected to um, Olympians, and I was like, okay, well, you know, right now uh, everybody's talking about influencer marketing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to um, get Olympians on board. And so I'm I'm cold calling agents. I'm getting uh, you know pretty positive feedback. And then one of the agents says, like, hey, what are you going to do about this rule that the Olympic Committee has about uh, sponsoring athletes and athletes sponsoring, you know, uh, you know, during during the Olympic time period? And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so, like, you know, they hung up the phone on me, like, angrily, and they were like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, don't call me again. And so I go look up, and it basically, like, in, in like, totally clear text, it says uh, – if you're not an official Olympic sponsor, you know, athletes cannot show any favoritism towards your product during, you know, a week before the Olympics and two weeks after the Olympics. And like the official sponsors are like, you know, uh, Delta, Coca-Cola and McDonald's and Budweiser. Well, I I definitely don't have that kind of marketing budget. So I'm like, I'm totally screwed now. Right. Like, uh, I had a whole day where I was like, I'm not going to work. I was like, I'm not going to work. Uh, Erica was like, what, what is wrong with you? Like you go to work every day and every weekend, like what is going on? And I was like, my, my emoji idea has totally been shut down. Like, you know, I'm, I'm almost done with it. Like I've got my app icon. I've got like, I've got a test flight build. Like I'm so close to being done. And you know, the, the international Olympic committee is shutting me down, you know, like bastards, you know, kind of thing. Like I was, I was depressed. I was like, you know, like, I, like clearly I'm just not cut out for this, right? Like I'm a business person, but like clearly I just can't ship a product. Like it's, it's a disaster. And so I, I sat around and, and, you know, like kind of cry baby about it for a little while. And then I was like, all right, we're doing advertisements. Like we're going to run ads. We're going to run ads on Facebook and uh, we're just going to bleed a ton of money. Like, I don't care. Like it, like I have to sh- team that like we are going to get a hundred downloads we are gonna we're gonna get in front of you know like people that like this thing and then it's gonna hopefully take off word of mouth viral kind of thing and so again it was like you know alan pulls me aside he's like that's great uh how does facebook ads work and i'm like i don't know uh go to the facebook uh learning center and let's do as many of these e-learning uh you know boring dry presentations as we can uh, and, and figure it out. And, you know, like, like, like this e-learning is like exactly what you'd expect at like a corporate job where it's like, Hey, and welcome to, you know, like sexual harassment 101 for the corporate. And, you know, it was, it was dry. It was so boring. And we got through it and we were like, okay, we know how to, we know how to do it, but we don't know if anything is, is going to, is going to work, if it's going to be any good. And before I just want to jump in, because it's interesting to also to point out that, in this case, I think that uh, your experience of not being an app developer person or whatever actually helped you because I think most people's first reaction wouldn't have been, let's go sponsor the Olympic team or let's go crush Facebook ads or whatever. It would have been, well, let's go see if we can find some keywords in the app store. Let's do like basic ASO stuff. Let's do a bunch of you know kind of micro moves in the, in the grand scheme of things. So my question for you would be, did that cross your mind? And if it did, why didn't you go after that the way that I would say nine out of 10 app marketers probably would have first step? Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Um, so I would like to say that it was some sort of like visionary whatever, but it was because we didn't know how to do market research, right? We were a bunch of engineer, computer science, coder geeks that was like, I want to do a book report on people. Like, no, that, that I, I, that's too squishy for me. Like, I have no idea what that is. Like, I'm just going to go build an app that I think people like me would like, and I'm going to try to build the least technical app that I possibly can. So it's emojis. I know a lot about swimmers. Hopefully this works. Like, it's, it's a total, like, not a spray and pray, but like a, gosh, like, I hope this one works kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's such a, like a, Sometimes I wish that I could instill that into people that have like been doing apps from 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, like so, so dialed into this idea of like, well, I got to buy a template and then I got to figure out what I'm going to, what theme I'm going to make so I can get the keywords and put in the app store. And I'm just like, that, like, please just like evolve this process, right? Like just, yeah. just, just think about this a little bit differently. Uh, so that you can do that. And so but those gotta, people that are do, those people that are doing that, right? They have a, a ton of tools at their disposal for research, mm. right? Like how you do keyword research, you do market research, right? Like what are people searching for? Why are they searching for it? Oh, it's a it's a popular term right now. It's a popular theme. It's a popular meme, or it's a whatever. You know, like okay, cool. Like do more. Just do a little bit more research on the people that like you know. Gangnam style uh, meme or Gangnam style, you know, video or whatever. Like, what is it about those people that would make them lose their their mind about, you know, an app that you could put out, right? Like, how could that be your like jumping off point to to move things forward as opposed to that being your destination of like I'm doing a Gangnam style, you know, reskin kind of thing. Yeah, and when I think on top of your own experience as a as an engineer, I think one thing that you said and that is, is obviously coming through is this from the get-go you were thinking about the swimmers you weren't thinking about like a, a generic number of downloads of all downloads are created equal you were thinking yeah. about that swimmer that is absolutely obsessed with being a breaststroker and wants everybody in the world to know that they're a breaststroker yeah and like you were thinking about them and i think that that which we'll talk about in a little bit but i think that that idea of Who's the pe- who are these people and like, how do we get in front of those people in a meaningful way is yeah. that that really kind of begins the snowball effect of of how these apps start to really take off yeah I, I had I had been fortunate enough in my agency to get to ask you know these business owners like hey who are we building this app for oh this app is for teachers oh this app is for you know c-suite executives oh this app is for you know business travelers kind of thing right and so like you have to ask that that question in order to like kind of sort of do a little bit crystal ball mind reading as you write this code um and so like yeah, there is, there is a human element about it. You know, there is a, like a, oh, I, I should use pink because this is a, a yoga app that is, um, you know, super important for this demographic of people kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's also, it, it's amazing too when you start to get into that, that, idea, that mindset of, okay, I'm building it for this person and you start to seek out those communities and those groups of people and then yeah. you start to notice as a marketer or as a, as a product owner, what they're how they're talking what they're saying and all of a sudden you're like how have i missed all these details that yeah. i just even you know as swimmers 
we sell stuff. I mean, we, we know it inherently, but when you start right. looking at it objectively, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's so obvious that there are certain words that swimmers use. There are certain times of day that they check their phone. There are certain things that yeah. they connect with that, you know, you never would have known if you hadn't just gone all in on, on thinking about those people. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a little in the future to, to bring this up, but, you know, we put these Facebook ads out there for these swimmers and we immediately start getting people commenting on the ad, which like, it just blows my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, you're going to interact with my ad? Like, like you don't know me? Like, you don't know Swimoji? Like, why on earth would you be commenting on my ad? Like, I don't even comment on people's baby pictures on Facebook. Like, what is going on here, right? But these people, they feel such a strong affinity to this thing popping up in their newsfeed that they don't see that often. Or maybe they see it all the time. And they're like, this is amazing. Like, this is totally boss. This is totally kick-ass. You know, and you're like, yes, like, uh, great. Like, I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, download now. Buy here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so you guys you guys kind of went brute force approach with facebook ads you get swimoji in the store and you start firing facebook ads what are what are some of the things that uh good and bad that you saw early on that was like oh my gosh we did not ex we did not think about that this was different than what we expected to happen yeah yeah absolutely so uh, we we fired a bunch of Facebook ads, and you start getting data instantly, right? Like like you hit that go button, and Facebook ads just starts dumping tons of data into your dashboard, and you look at this data, and your eyes go like totally cross-eyed. I mean, you know, my business partner Alan is a math major. Like he like he loves math. He's looking at these, being like, uh like is this good like what does this mean like is is this you know so like then we're like just pounding the internet being like is a ten dollar install you know cost per install sustainable like is this a good you know, like we're asking every you know everywhere that we can find like there's not really a, a a real strong uh you know like nobody's blogging about this every day like you know and so we're like all right let's go in the facebook group let's let's go in the blue cloud group let's go in the you know and so like we're just blanketing questions like what's a good conversion rate? What's a good CPM? What's a good like all this stuff that we had learned theoretically through the through the Facebook e-learning modules and we were now seeing in practice and we're totally confused by. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, we do enough research and we're like, oh, man, like we're getting three dollar CPI with uh, a one percent click through. We must be crushing it because everyone else out there is talking about $10 CPIs and how Facebook ads don't work. And so, like, let's just keep putting money in. $3, like, we're not, we're not profiting, but, like, we're getting this out in front of somewhere. And, like, maybe we'll hit, like, this critical tipping point where, you know, 49% of all swimmers everywhere have swim mode. And the other 51% are like, oh, I got to get that now. Like, you know, like, you know, it's like some popular trend or something. And so it's just like, okay, go, 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 spin, 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 spin. And, uh, you know, like two weeks later after we'd spent like, you know, 300 bucks or 400 bucks or something, Alan and I look at each other and we're like, let's, let's, let's not spend, spend, spend. Like <laughs> something is wrong here. <laughs> like just bleeding money. Like when you're excited about it, like when you're excited about like getting downloads and getting in front of people, like you can kind of talk to yourself, you know, like, okay, like maybe this will work. Maybe like, and then like, you know, like the excitement wears off and you like, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I'm shutting down Facebook ads now. Like yeah. I am bleeding out my child's college fund. Like, please stop this now. <laughs> you get that first 750 charge on your, on your current. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is real money. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. This is not monopoly money. Oh, I better, I better chill out here. 
One thing I want to, um, for anybody listening who's a complete novice, I just want to uh, clarify. So the data that you see in Facebook ads is like demographic data. So it means like uh, who's clicking on your ads, meaning are they male or female? How old are they? Um, what country do they live in? What state do they live in? You can, you can slice this in more, like maybe dozens of ways. And Facebook has so much information about people. And so you see, imagine seeing like 300 people clicked on your ad and each of those people has an individual profile of how old, how old they are, where they live, all that. And obviously Facebook organizes it to a certain extent, but you do see a lot of numbers and it's, it's very overwhelming when you first see it. But then when you, when you step back, take a deep breath and go back into it, you're all of a sudden you're like, all right, now I, I kind of understand. And, uh, you know, things like CPI, which cost per install, meaning everyone was paying $3 to get someone to download their app, right? And let's say that yeah. app was either free or a dollar or $2 or whatever. And so you're paying $3 to get one install, which, you know, you can do your own individual math for, for your app, but um, that's the kind of stuff that you see in Facebook ads. And, you know, like, like you said, Evan, once you, when you first do it, you're like, it's a combination of total what is going on, and then you get this, oh, now I kind of know what's going on, and now it's, I want so much more of it. And then <laughs> phase three of turn off all the credit cards, stop it, shut down Facebook. Like, what are we doing? Like, oh, my God. Uh, then, you, then you start to be like, maybe we should have a strategy so that we don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all throughout this like spend of you know money, I'm uh, like every Friday I'm in the I'm in the uh, blue cloud group being like, you know, on the QA calls I'm like, hey, uh, what is CTR? Like, what what is that? And what is a good one of those? Right? And so like it was really helpful to kind of have uh, you know someone being you give me some focus and be like, okay, the first thing you should focus on is click through rate. That's that's what CTR is, and these are some of the levers you can use to move that number. So why don't you try doing that? You know, it's like, okay, cool. Like my CTR went up. What's next? You know, it's like, okay, how about CPM? Okay, that went down. All right, great. Then what about CPI? Oh, that, you know, and, and so like just kind of just slicing it and you can really work, you know, outside in, inside out, upside down. Like there's really any of those. If you just pay attention to one of those and making it better over time, like you just start to see how you can uh, fuss with, you know, the different um, options that you have. Mm. And it's also amazing how how things can change, right? And you know, right. especially things on the human element. When you you you, you change the way uh, like the the writing, you know, the headline. You change the, like, mm-hmm. what you tell people to do. And I think that often we, you know, as someone on the outside, or even as marketers or business owners, it's easy to say, oh, you know, the details don't really matter. People just they either know or they don't if they're going to click on something. Like, you know, marketers, yeah. just, they just dump it out. But you, Facebook ads, what's so amazing is that you realize how much of a science it is and how the, you change one word and it, you know, you can completely change your results in, in, a, in a very meaningful and big way. And that's why I think it is so important, like you said, to, to start, you know, you just got to, first of you just got to get started, you know, set up your account yep. and just go for it. Uh, you're going to be overwhelmed for the first week or so and be like, but then it will get excited. And then more importantly, you can, you can be methodical about it. You can slowly 
take a campaign that might not be working the way you want it to and just say, all right, let's focus in on this number and let's try to get that number down. And then the next number, and then it all, all starts to work together. And all of a sudden you're looking around and be like, man, I'm pretty close to, to having this thing be profitable. And that's when you're like, okay, I'm hooked. You know, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And so one thing I wanted to ask you is between, obviously, you know, I should say between seeing that email about, Hey, there's an emoji template available, right. For Mm -hmm. uh, app formula members or anyone else who, who purchased it. And then having an app in the store that you are buying Facebook traffic on what, what process do you have to go through once you knew that swimmers were who you wanted to go, go, or, you know, build this app for, um, what went into getting that app up and into the store? Yeah, so um, a, a big piece of it was outsourcing the um, uh, the emoji illustrations, right? Um, my team is super technical, so we could take the source code, we could run with it. So uh, I, I felt like we had like a little bit of superpower there um, that we didn't have to go on, you know, Upwork and find a developer. Um, and uh, we happened to find a really good designer that was, you know, willing to work with us um, right away. And so um, for me, it was okay. Uh, at that point, I still knew that I needed to cold call these influencers. I still needed to reach out to these influencers. And so I wanted to make sure that I had a product that uh, they would see and they would be like, holy crap, this was made by a swimmer. Mm. Like these emoji illustrations are like no one else in the world is going to understand them but swimmers. And because of that, I want my name attached to that because I'm a swimmer and I see like myself in these emojis. I see, you know, like, like these are going to absolutely kill it. Like one of the, one of the emojis is an alarm clock with 5.01 AM, right? Like that's when swimmers wake up for morning practice, right? Like it's almost universal, right? And so like, that's just one of those things that people that are swimmers, they see and they're like, that's hilarious. And normal people see and they're like WTF, right? <laughs> And so that was a that was a big big piece of what we were working on, or, or what I was working on was uh, creating uh, emoji illustrations that I knew my audience would react to, that that they would you know like be like oh my gosh like crushed it you know like I definitely want to send these to my friends kind of thing. Um, the rest of my team was focused on uh, you know taking the blue cloud code, adding things like the um, the Facebook pixel to it, the Facebook SDK to it, um, adding some new enhancements to it, um, and and just kind of you know working with it and and kind of getting it into a spot where we felt like it was the best possible product that we could put out there, and um, and they were. You know, they were getting images from me and they were getting image assets from me and, and um, they were like, I don't get this. I don't understand it. But like, you know, what category does it go in kind of thing? Um, and the whole time I'm, I'm trying to, you know, hook the influencers and their managers and trying to, you know, reel them in and slowly kind of get them in. And so that was the whole process to get us to the app store. And it was nice because we had this, we had the Olympics in 2016 that we were trying to launch before. So normally you can kind of create like an artificial deadline for yourself. Like, oh, in two weeks, like I'm going to launch this thing. But with the Olympics being like, I know, like we want to be available for purchase during the Olympics so that people can send each other people like, you know, gold medals and silver medals and whatever. Um, we had this like really real deadline. So we didn't slack off. And so like my team was like, man, this is like a deadline, like a client deadline. Like we're, we're getting killed here, Evan. Like, can we slow down? <laughs> 
Yeah, um, it's, it's true. I, I, as a swimmer, and having downloaded your app, I have multiple illustrations where I'm like, there's no way anyone would have known about this if they had not put in, you know, 10 100s fly. Like you, <laughs> like, you don't know what that feels like unless you are a swimmer. And I think that, you know, that's a, that's, that's a big part of, of knowing your audience is, is knowing those details that, you know, connects with them. Yep, for sure. With a, so you had the template, you got a designer, the designer essentially just created the, these graphics for you, right? You know, mm-hmm. sticker graphics. You then put those graphics back in the template and then your team modified it with a handful of new modifications, improvements. You made it the best you could make it. Then you upload it to the store and that's when the Facebook bonanza began. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, cool. Um, If you just, you know, let's say you weren't a coder or you weren't a developer. uh, How do you think you would have approached this if you didn't know anything about, if all you knew was that swimmers were who they were, um, how much of this process would have, would have changed? And if so, what would you have done differently? Yeah, absolutely. So um, even though I am a coder, right, um, I went on the App Store, I downloaded uh, Kim Kardashian's emoji app, I downloaded Justin Bieber's emoji app, I downloaded Stephen Curry's emoji app. Like, I, I don't... I, I only like vaguely know who these people are. That's how nerdy I am. But like, I wanted to see what was considered like the, like the, the price of entry for an emoji app. Right. And so like, I was taking screenshots of them. I was, I mean, it went so far as that we printed the screenshots out from all of the apps that we liked. We taped them up on the wall and we drew lines being like, this is the flow that we want. And so it was like a screenshot of Kim Kardashian's app, a screenshot of, of uh, Stephen Curry's app, a screenshot of, and we were like, this is how we want it to work. Right. And like, you know, the, the engineers on my team were like, oh, okay, like I can figure that out from here kind of thing. Like, you know, leave it with me. Um, and so I wouldn't change that. I, I would, I would do the exact same thing. Uh, I would probably be a little bit more organized. Like I would, you know, somehow like, you know, figure out how to find somebody in Upwork that um, I could give that level of instruction to. Um, But I mean, a a ton of it is just testing and like getting bills and testing and iterating, getting bills and testing and iterating. And, you know, this detail is not right. And this detail is not right. um, And and just going back and forth um, until it is the product that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, which is funny because at the, at the uh, San Francisco event, if we fast forward to November, at the San Francisco event, um, you know, I see uh, that you and uh, Mark have released uh, Golden Moji, and uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, that product, that product just sucks. Like that product is so crappy. Like, oh, like it just, it just hurts me. Like I know that I know that it could be so much more from an engineering standpoint. And, and then you flash the numbers of, of what you guys are doing on Facebook ads and what you guys are doing on revenue. And I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it, like, the engineering, like, doesn't matter. Like, we are getting creamed from a marketing standpoint, from a market research standpoint. Like, like the people that, that, that are buying Carter's app are buying a lesser product. And the people that are buying Swimoji are buying a great product. But I'm not getting in front of the people as effectively as he is. You know, and so then I'm like, all right, like, I'm coming after you, Carter. Like, what do I need to do? <laughs> well, it's true. I, I think that, uh, I, I, th- I think that the, the product is 
obviously like incredibly important, but I do think that there is a a hierarchy of of order when it's like if you want to make money, there are certain things that should come first, and then there are certain things that should come second, right? And if it's if it's you want to make you know least amount like get a product in the store and produce profits, marketing is I would say tied with number one in terms uh, with you know something like market research or knowing your customer. All right. yeah. And if you know your customer and you know how to get in front of them with a product that is good enough, you know, as you saw, like good things happen. And then the next level may be something like, all right, let's make this product really good or let's expand the service offering and, and whatever else so that, you know, you can actually build a business off of it. But when you're looking at you know, like, hey, let's let's turn um, some stuff that's in our head into money in the bank. Yeah. You know, Customer market research paired with marketing, uh, put that together, and you know, I mean, I think the internet and the app store are both terrific examples of how how powerful that that combination is, especially when revenue is your goal. Sure, no, it, it kills me, right? I'm an I'm an engineer. I have like a lot of like. Uh, you know, skill and, and pride in my craft as being able to write code. And I've got this superpower, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And to uh, have to admit that uh, my coding skills are only, you know, a tenth of as important as market research and knowing that I want to put emojis in front of, you know, cat owners instead of, you know, porcupine owners, like, like, like that is just like the oh, like that kills me to have to admit that out loud because I'm, I want to be like, it doesn't matter who you put it in front of, like the product is beautiful, right? Like that's like the Steve Jobs mentality. Like no, that's that's not true. Like it matters who you put it in front of, and you know, if you do if you do it pretty well, like they'll reward you. <laughs> well, and also the when you do uh, do the marketing and the market research, and then you combine it with a great product, that's when you get something really spectacular because i think the other caveat that i would say is that while the market research and marketing side can facilitate growth and revenue very quickly there is a there is a ceiling on that when if people are not feel that they get a product and they are not very satisfied or even oversatisfied with what they what they paid for or what they downloaded or whatever it may be you are running a lead acquisition business where you just need more and more customers to run through that front end of your business. And I think that that's the other thing to keep in mind is that we're not talking about millions of dollars here. Like we're talking about five, 10, 15, $20,000, which is a, a substantial amount of money. I'm not trying to downplay sure, that, yeah, but I yeah. think that that's the other thing is why you see so many marketers who can do the market research and they can write the sales stuff, but they're constantly trying to get new traffic and trying to get in front of new people instead of catering to an existing audience because they tend not to have a whole lot of people that are like, yeah, this is, this was great. You know, this, this was exactly what I wanted. And so I think it's, it's, it's always a balance, but you know, like we said earlier, it's, um, it's, it's just when there's certain, when there's certain goals and certain priorities, there is a very clear hierarchy of, of how it works, you know? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. How, how, how business is always gone. So with, with Swimoji, um, it has since become very, a very profitable project. And I think that, uh, I mean, and not only from profitability, it's been featured by Apple like dozens of times. I mean, every time I open the app store, it seems like I see this thing like, hey, apps we love, Swimoji, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. great. It's amazing. 
Um, what was the turning point for for your marketing to go from, oh my God, you know, burn the credit cards, don't do Facebook ads ever again, uh, we're, we're spending $4 CPI, to, wow, we've got something that, that's working. We can, we, can, we can continue to do this. Yeah, so um, it, it came down to uh, a couple of different things, right? So it was um, the courses that I took through Blue Cloud uh, in November. So there was an app business strength course in November that really forced me to sit down and dump out of my head who my target swimming audience market was, right? So like I had to create a persona. I had to think of, you know, a person that uh, I wanted to build this app for, right? And, and I, you know, so I sat down and I, I brainstormed that. Uh, I went to the San Francisco event and I saw what you were doing with Golden Emoji. And then I heard what um, Noel was doing with Facebook ads. And I kind of synthesized that together and said, okay, how can we revisit Facebook ads now armed with very specific, uh, you know, uh, market research, also with very specific tactics that we can use. Um, you know, let's try to put those two things together and see what happens. You know, on a, on another iteration with Facebook ads, on another you know round of of of, of trying to go after it. Hmm. Very cool. So, once you identified the customer, the the marketing metrics began to improve. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Well, oh, oh, not even improve like. I had to remove myself, right? Because up and up until uh, you know we we turned Facebook ads off. I was I was designing an app and designing Facebook ads to reach someone exactly like me or exactly like my wife, right? We were both college swimmers. We're both you know we've got a little bit of disposable income. Like I was kind of like trying to put those pieces together, and so there was a lot of myself in there uh, in those ads. Uh, sitting down and being forced to, to really think about like, okay, who's downloaded your app? What's the metrics look like? What do the analytics look like, et cetera, uh, made me take myself out of it and say, okay, what, what Evan's not part of this equation? How do we, how do we capitalize on, you know, someone else kind of thing? And that's when it took off. That's when it was no longer, uh, I'm glad that Evan did this because he, he knew all of the inside jokes, but Guess who? Guess who loves it even more than Evan uh, and Carter? It's going to be you know Julie, who was a swimmer in high school and college, and now she's doing swim across America, and you know she is like totally involved in nonprofit, you know, swimming events kind of thing. You're like, oh, like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like light bulb moment kind of went on there. I see. Yeah, and then yeah, she, she's reading this magazine and she spends money on exactly. this product and and all that sort yeah. of thing, <laughs> and. With Facebook ads, just from a uh, from a pure kind of operational standpoint, you are going into Facebook ads and you are taking that Julie person, that swimmer, and you are creating that avatar and taking your best guess at what her interests may be on Facebook, which you can target on Facebook ads. Yep. Uh, how old she is, what country she lives in, or even what state if you want to get that crazy. Um, and then through that, you can get really specific. And by, by getting more specific in what they're interested in or what pages they like or what their job is or where they are in their life or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that is the process of going from, let's say, $3 cost per install down to, let's say, $0.50 cent cost per install. It is that yeah. specialization process. Is that right? A- absolutely. So you know, prior to, we were, we were targeting interests that were things like, you know, Michael Phelps and, you know, Olympic swimming, you know, like those types of things, right? Like 
well, my mom likes Michael Phelps. My mom likes Olympic swimming. You know, like she, she likes swimming because I was a swimmer, you know, but like I am sure that there are a lot of her friends that also like Michael Phelps and like, you know, Michael Phelps has 9 million like fans on Facebook, right? And so it's like, oh, well, what about like this one hyper-specific uh, you know, was in the Olympics only in 2016 and, you know, blew it up, got a bunch of gold medals and like was a, was a dark horse candidate, right? Like that's a better, uh, that's a better example, right? Like what about people that uh, like, you know, Lululemon yoga pants as well as also like triathlons, right? Like give me the, give me the blend of those two people, right? Because those people are, are stretching and flexible and, you know, things that are important to swimmers and they're also interested in not just swimming, but running and biking and, you know, all that kind of other stuff. And so like, that's really when you start to like tweak the knobs and dial in on like, no, I don't just want anybody that wants um, Michael Phelps. I want like this very specific Julie person and this is how I find her. Mm, I see. Yeah. I mean, it it makes so much sense too. It's like, I think anybody who's listening to this and I I know for myself, the the more I see specific ads, I mean, as a marketer, right? I like 90% of the ads I see are Hey, you know, three-step system to making money with webinars or whatever new course is being being sold at that moment. But if I see something that's, I mean, Amazon, I think is a perfect example. I, they're retargeting, or their their <laughs> Facebook ad stuff, it's crazy. Is like, it's completely insane, right? Where I'll be browsing for a new camera lens, and that's all the ads I see. And it's one thing to see retargeting on you know, retargeting ads of the site you were on, on another site or on right. Facebook. It's another thing to see the actual product page that you were on being retargeted to you. And when they get that specific, you know, part of me is like, oh, well, I hope my copy of 1984 is coming because I need to reread that. <laughs> but it's also like, it's magic from a marketer standpoint of, oh, this is exactly what I care about. Like yeah. this is, I do not want to know about Canon cameras. I want to know about your 24 to 70 millimeter lens because that's yeah. what I actually care about. And yeah. I think that that's, that, that, that truth, that fundamental is, that's what good marketing is. And I think that that's why I get so excited about this particular category, this particular app, is because it, it, it's the first time I've seen real fundamental marketing creeping into the app business. It's no mm-hmm. longer about like, oh, well, if you, if you misspell the title and... Uh, you know, you, you, you make it free and then paid and then you do, you, you do four black backflips, you know, you're, <laughs> you're going to get 5,000 downloads. It's finally like, actually, if you just know your customer and you get more and more specific about your customer and you can do this for anything, this isn't one like problem solution that one particular niche has. This is a, you can just go find these communities and go to town on, on getting in front of them. Yeah. And what's, what's neat about the communities is that there is an unlimited, a virtually unlimited number of very specific communities, right? So, like, if you want to do an emoji app for people that are uh, knitters, right, that, that crochet and knit and what, you can do that, right? Like, you can do the market research for them. You can figure out, like, you know, what they would respond to. You can figure out, you know, like, uh, what kind of emoji stickers you need to put in there that would really, like, make them think, like, wow, this is, this is awesome. Um, and so that's, that's where we're headed with, with, with what we've done. So we have, since Swimoji, have released uh, another, uh, uh, another three more emoji apps. 
And it has it has just been that like tweaking and dialing in on, you know, like, okay, so Doberman lovers, like people that love the the Doberman dog, like, let's get inside of their head. Like, what do, what do they what are they most proud about about their, you know, breed of dog? What are they most proud about? You know, what, what, what would they what would they react to? You know, people that are in the LGBT community, like what what is it that they want to do? You know, like and, and just you just keep integrating yourself into those communities. You just keep researching those communities and you just keep it, it, it's it's just it feels like an unlimited number of communities that, that are out there that you can, you can hit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, I think in a lot of ways, that's what Facebook also realized with the whole idea of groups is that there is something very human about, I want to, I want to share, be around people that are interested in the same stuff I'm interested in, you know, insurance tribalism, right? Yeah. In so many words. And you know, you look at these groups and that's kind of what magazines used to be. And it's just like, oh, yeah, like, there's a reason why people have diff- like follow different accounts on Instagram and why people spend money on different things is that we all have different interests. But that's also what like we, by definition, are interested in. So it's uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, too, is, you know, as you're making more emojis is the revenue model of how these emoji apps work. Um, now the, like the most, most emoji apps out there are, are paid, right? Are like 99 cents or a dollar. So someone has to spend a dollar or $2 to get the app. Um, what revenue models have you tried and which ones have given you the most success so far? Yeah. So we have tried paid upfront and we have tried, uh, in-app purchase, and then we are looking at other opportunities, right? So um, pushing our Swimmoji users into a totally different app, right? And, and monetizing that with ads or monetizing that, you know, in a different way or, you know, cr- cross monetizing, right? So if, if, you, if you get the free app and you already have Swimmoji, then let's unlock everything in the free app for you already kind of thing, right? So like some sort of like gamification or some sort of, you know, like, you know, process to kind of keep people within a vertical of um of interest and so a lot of that boils down to we don't know what we don't know and we're trying new things and i think that that's um comes from you know way back at the beginning of the year when, when i was headed to hawaii and i was like well i, I don't know what's going to happen but you know look, look let's see what let's see what happens so now, now we're kind of taking that and running with it and being like okay like should we do uh you know, an Amazon affiliate link, like, you know, can we push notify and get everybody out there to, you know, click on, you know, Gatorade or something like that, right? Like, I, I don't know, but let's try it, you know, kind of thing. Like, maybe we can make a, you know, a few cents off of uh, an Amazon link. Um, and so that's, we're, we're looking, just like you said, right? So, so if you have a, a, a good product, a good quality product, and you're acquiring users, you know, in a reasonable way, how do you continue to delight those users, right? What else would it be? Does it, is it another app? Is it something outside of the app? Is it, I don't know, like, it sounds crazy, but you could do a Swimmoji conference, right? Where, like, everybody that loves Swimmojis comes and have SwimmojiCon or something like that, right? Like, there's, there's, there's really no limit once you have that audience of people that you are saying, like, hey, like, everybody likes this. So, like, let's all pile together and, you know, hang out kind of thing. You know, it's funny. Because, uh, I met a guy, uh, I guess, what, a year and a half ago now, who owned a, an astrology website, uh, you know, people come and they, what sign are you and get your, get your sign read and all that. And so this guy was doing 25,000 leads a day, email addresses a day, like off of Facebook wow. ads. And so it was, it was pretty heavy hitting stuff. 
Um, but he also had an app component where it was essentially just get people to join, put your email address in so that we can email you your report every day or whatever. And uh, they were doing okay. I mean, okay. I mean, they were, they were making plenty of money with, to sustain that kind of business. But they found that the biggest revenue generator for them was to do events based on your sign. So they would have, oh. they would be like, we're doing a regional Gemini event in New York City. We're doing a Taurus event in Chicago. We're doing a Scorpio event in Los Angeles, the whole thing. And it, it just completely took off. And then they took it even a step further where they realized that the big money in astrology was in dating, right? Like at the end of the day, what people really like cared about with astrology is finding the match. Like they cared less about themselves and they cared more about how they match with other people. So then they started doing high-end events where they would be like, well, uh, Geminis are compatible with Aquariuses, so we're going to invite <laughs> all of our Gemini and Aquarius, and it's like $3,000 to come to, and it's like this amazing retreat weekend, and it's like you can mingle with all these uh, awesome people, and it's, it's like you know that it's already curated with your signs, that's going to work. I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, uh, ethical whatever in there uh, for certain people, but what I will say is that it blew my mind that most people would have been like, oh, we'll sell them a $25 product and then sell them a $100 product about, you know, the, how to be, become the most productive Gemini you can be. But they're like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take this community thing and, and, and make it real. So I, 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 have, I have learned never to think that any revenue model from any other business <laughs> – is ridiculous when it comes to uh, you know people that are have have a high affinity to each other. Perfect. So, so emoji con, it's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've got all the analytics data, right? I know where it should be, probably in Florida or Texas. Like, exactly. I can, I mean, I, I can zero in and be like, all right, like this is where we're going, kind of thing. We'll have races. That'll be that'll be the big draw. Is uh, race anybody from from across the the United States? Yeah. All you can eat buffet. No morning practice. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna kill it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, so uh, these these apps obviously are are following a I should say the business models are following a relatively similar model in the sense of identify a community of people, create a product around that or for those people, advertise it to those people using in this case Facebook ads, but you know it could be influencers or whatever it may be, and uh, you know scale from there rinse and repeat, grow, whatever it may be. And yeah. that process, that system is slowly gelling into something that you guys are, are really dialing in on. Um, how, how are you taking that and potentially packaging it up in a way that you could, if you ever wanted to, you know, sell your app portfolio? What are some of the key sure. things that you're doing now to think to to set yourself up for that kind of exit. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, our our primary like way of thinking is that if somebody wants to come in and buy our portfolio, uh, they're going to want uh, basically money on tap, right? Like they're going to want a turnkey. Like, where do I put the money in, and how do I get more money out? Uh, style uh, business. 
And so for, for, uh, for what that means, I think, is that means that uh, we need to have instructions on how you build a new emoji app, right? We need to have instructions on how do you run your Facebook ads. But we also need to have instructions on things like how do you find the perfect community, Right? How, like, what is it that we're seeing that uh, we think is successful, uh, you know, et cetera, kind of thing? How are we doing the market research? Where are we going? What is the what is our special sauce to find, you know, swimmers versus lacrosse players or something like that? Right? Like, what is it that we are doing uh, that leads up to an emoji that you know we basically know like, when we push this thing out there, it's going to go like crazy. Uh, versus when we push this thing out there, we hope it goes like crazy, right? Like somebody buying the company doesn't want doesn't want to buy with a we hope in there at all. They they want like a nope, like this is this is not a gamble. Like I'm just buying this, and those guys want to exit because they want to cash out, and I'm going to dump more in, and I'm going to grow this, and those guys are going to come back to me in in a year and be pissed that you know I got such a good deal on it because I've turned it into something even better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I, it's, it's, I've learned, uh, through business dealings, I mean, through my own exits, but also just through business period. Um, the most powerful thing you can do is when you're selling a business is just, it just, all you gotta do is just prove it. Like if you can, you can just prove it to, to a point where people have nothing left to say about why they, why $1 wouldn't turn into two, you can really just command virtually any amount of money that you want. I mean, within reason of, of how much the company is making to begin with. And I think that, you know, everything, like that's exactly, that's exactly right. It's, and it's, it's, it's also makes your business run better to begin with. You know, you, you, yeah. are, you use it yourself. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying, to, I was trying to explain to my wife, you know, I was like, hey, like, we are so excited because, you know, like we're putting all of these, you know, procedures in place so that, you know, we can sell the business. And she was like, wait a minute, I don't understand. Like if this business is making, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, you know, dollars a year, what is with you? Why would you sell that? And I'm like, yeah, but like the time value of money, like if somebody's going to pay me, you know, 2x multiplier on it today, that's a better deal. And she's like, yeah, but what about the third year? Like, what happens after that? Like, I was like, well, you know, like, you know, I'm like trying to explain the economics to her, and she's like, "You're dumb." Like, can we buy it from yourself? Like, you know? it's like, I'm good. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad you like the. I'm glad you like the the business. I, if I convinced you, then maybe I'll convince somebody else. Uh, yeah, like the uh, create like your your secondary LLC that you sell to, and then you you loan the money back to yourself and uh, create infinite bank. It's great. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, I, I want to ask you is having an interesting perspective, not only because you've built five or six emoji apps at this point, but you also see a lot of people building emoji apps uh, and asking a lot of questions about emoji apps. What would you say the, the number one mistake that people are making right now who want to build an emoji app? Yeah, so... Um I would say the number one mistake that I am seeing people uh, that are building emoji apps make is that they are not uh, like really, really ratcheted down on a specific niche, right? So they may have picked dogs and not chihuahuas, right? They may have picked cars and not Ferraris, right? Or or red Ferraris built in the 80s, right? Like, like 
that group is is even easier to hit on Facebook than everybody who has ever said they liked a car kind of thing, right? And so I see a I see a lot of that in the group where it is, you know, oh, I built this thing, and um, you know, it's it's a really broad audience. Um, I think that for the emoji apps, I think that because there are pockets of of um, you know users to find, I think that I think there's really a, a, a few ways to find those users, right? So for, for me and my team, it's been Facebook ads. That has been the quickest, easiest, pour money in, get more money out style of, um, of working this. It, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of uh, patience. It, it takes a lot of burning through cash, right? And like for a lot of people, that's a huge risk that they don't want it to take. Uh, I think another option is an influencer route, right? So I'm going to build something uh, for for this community, and I want that influencer to lose their mind when they see how dialed in these emojis are for for the community that they're servicing, right? So, not the video game community, but the uh, the the mobile easy play games, you know, for. 13 to 25, like, like really, really dial it in kind of thing and find that influencer, right? That influencer doesn't have to have a million followers. That influencer has to have 5,000 followers where, you know, anything they say, those 5,000 people are going to lose their mind over it. Um, and then I think uh, there may be a third way to do this, which is to find those Facebook groups, right? Like find the Facebook groups for the people that are, you know, really involved with, you know, leukemia, lymphoma, right? And make them a, an emoji app, make them something that talks about, you know, like, you know, fighting it and, and the, the, the different channel ch- challenges that come with, you know, a family or something like that. Like if you can dial in on that and you can get into that group and you can start to provide that group with uh, support, insight, um, you know, whatever it is that, that that particular group is excited about or responds to. And you don't have to respond right away, right? You can kind of hang out. You can kind of watch how they're doing. And then you can say, hey, I found this really cool article published on, you know, you know Gizmodo, or I found this really cool article published on, you know, uh, Huffington Post or something like that. And you can start to kind of poke those things in there that when you Make that ask of those people in those groups and be like, hey, you know, I've been hanging out. I, I like all of you guys. I, I made this emoji. What do you think? Or do you have feedback? Or, you know, what what is it that would, you know, really get you excited? What would you like to see? Those people lose their mind and they're like, oh my gosh, like, we know you. Like, we like you. Like, even though it's over the internet, like, you know, kind of thing. And so that that's what I see people not doing um, and and going back to those old ways of ASO where it's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't think that there's anybody in the app store that's searching for, or I, you know, when I search the app store, I don't see anything for uh, bone marrow cancer emoji, you know, like that, that's probably too specific or, you know, skeleton emoji or something like that or, or Halloween emoji or something like that, right? Like those are pretty broad terms that, um, you know, you you feel like you might be able to dial in on with, with ASO. I just don't, I just don't think so. I, I think, I think you've got a better shot at having you know, a, a 5,000 user base and building a business around them and getting them excited and servicing that group, then saying, I'm going to do something that's going to appeal to a hundred million users and I'm going to use keywords to get there. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think it's dead on. I think that that really resonates with, uh, I think it was named Kevin Kelly, the guy from Wired who wrote that famous essay of a thousand true fans. Or it's like, if you want to build a real business, you just need a thousand people that really love what you're doing. And yep. you, will, you will be able to make, you know, the money you need to make. And I think that along those same lines, typically in the app store, people have needed so much volume to make what they consider viable passive income. And let's say that's $2,000 a month, right? Which 
would right. definitely pay for a bunch of bills and make it would, it would help a lot of people. And when you when you do the math on how much how many downloads you need to get from for advertising or for in-app purchases or whatever, maybe because typically it has it's usually going to be a free app. You, you need 10, 20, 50, 100,000 downloads a month to, to make that kind of money, which if you nail some of those broader terms, maybe you'll get it. But I think what's so great about, or what, what needs to happen uh, is a bit of a mindset shift to realize that there are riches in the niches once you get outside of the app store. The niches inside of the app store are always going to be difficult to crack because you're beholden to that kind of, keyword volume that doesn't quite exist yet for the niche markets because people don't search in the app store for stuff that's super specific yet. That's just not where they go. They go to Google or they go to Facebook. But if you go to right. if you go over to Google and Facebook and you find those people that are very specific and let them know that there's something in the app store that they'd be stoked about, that's when you're going to get huge response. And I think that that's, uh, that's just a, you know, it, it's going to be an evolution, but I'm really excited about that. I know that the that's this is like the the thing that I've been waiting for in the app store is this ability to buy essentially buy traffic uh, and know who my users are and you know we're finally able to do that which is seems insane that we've you know been around for whatever seven years and now we can finally do it but yeah um, well it's funny because you know when Facebook ads didn't work for us the first time right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going into the blue cloud group and I'm saying like, okay, so I've got this app on the app store. Um, does anybody think that people are searching for swimmer or for swim app or, or, you know, like all of these keywords that I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to double down on ASO. Like I'm going to, I'm going to crush it on ASO if I couldn't crush it on Facebook. And you know, like it was crickets. Everybody was like, oh, why would anybody search for that? People are searching for like, you know, endless runner and people are searching for, you know, flappy fill in the blank. You know, people are searching for, you know, casino Egyptian or whatever. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like I'm screwed. Like this is never going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh wait, there, why, why would anyone ever go to the app store to like look for some sort of swimmer thing? And then once you realize that you say, oh yeah, maybe I should just go get in front of them where they are searching for this and yeah, things get a lot easier. Uh, one question for you. What do you think, this is uh, just off the cuff here, what do you think, like if you yourself, like if 2015 Evan was listening to yourself on this podcast right now, what would be your reaction? I'd be like, that guy is so full of <laughs> I don't believe a single word that he is saying. Like there is no way that he is like a, a total newcomer to the app store that he is like, you know, building these emoji apps that he is, you know, getting them in, downloaded by, you know, by these people that he has a profitable business. Like no way that is total BS. Like this is some sort of marketing, you know, ha ha, you know, like you got punked kind of thing. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's super depressing to think that, but like, we had this mind shift that we had to go through. Yeah, no, I, and I think that that's, um, like, that is exactly what I would have thought of myself, like a year before I got apps in the store. I would have been like, who the hell, like, Car who is this Carter guy, dude? Like, you should be building lawyer websites, man. Get a balance sheet. What's up? You know, like, <laughs> Put on some real, like some slacks and you know, hit the pavement. Like, There's no way you can do that. Yeah. Uh, one question, which I don't know if um, uh, 
I asked this on a couple of podcasts, but I just, I'm just genuinely curious in what your answer would be, is assuming you got a phone call, let's say from, from Princeton or for any, for any college for that matter, and they said, we would like you to come give a graduation speech this year, mm-hmm. what would the title of that graduation speech be? Uh, interesting. Yeah, I've heard you ask this and I should have prepared, right? Um, so uh, I think the title of my graduation speech would be uh, to uh, perseverance, colon, uh, how to believe in yourself uh, even when you don't know where you're going. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that notion of uh, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Man, I still don't have that answered, right? Like, I, st- I still have no idea. But like, I'm seven years into being an entrepreneur and owning my own business and not having a boss. Like, I'm gonna keep doing this. Like, yeah. whatever this is, I'm gonna keep doing it. Hell yeah, man! That's what it's all about. Uh, Evan, so how can people? Uh, first of all, how can people go download Swimoji once you change the price to twenty nine ninety nine? But uh, <laughs> well, how can they learn about that? How can they learn about you? How can they help you out? What, what can people do for you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can uh, head over to emojiallstars.com or search emoji all stars, uh, emoji space all stars hyphenated uh, in the app store and you'll find our catalog of apps. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, E Delaney, D-E-L-A-N-E-Y, zero five. Um, I'm also on Facebook and uh, Instagram under those uh, usernames as well. Um, you know, and then you can send me an email. Uh, what's up? So it's Evan at emojiallstars.com. Uh, ask me questions. I-, I love helping people out for sure. Awesome, man. And uh, thank you so much for your time, dude. We'll link up everything in the show notes uh, so everyone can go check you out. But uh, thanks again, man. This has been awesome. And it's super cool to, to share this story with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carter. This has been another episode of the Blue Cloud Podcast. For more information on app development, ebooks, reliable source codes, and more, expand your mobile knowledge by going to bluecloudsolutions.com.